Welcome to the Pep Talks Podcast. I'm Junior Johnson. And I'm Erin Williams. Sometimes we have big feelings that happen in our lives and we've got to do something in the moment to manage those big, big feelings. Mm-hmm. Coping skills are an excellent way for us and students to be able to manage those feelings in the moment. Coping skills don't fix everything. Mm-hmm. If you have anger issues and you're angry in the moment, guess what? Those issues are still going to be there. But having some coping skills that you prefer and that work for the moment, they're going to help you calm down and be able to return to work or return to class. Mm-hmm. I think having a, a good toolbox, a full toolbox of different things that you can do um, is very, it's a good thing to have. That way we're able to kind of build resilience um, in ourselves and in our children. And then also just being able to know what to do in the moment. Um, because sometimes he'll say, well, I tried, you know, for example, one thing, maybe deep breathing and it didn't work, Miss Johnson. Well, maybe is that, you know, is that what you really needed in the moment? Um, so we're going to talk about that today too. The first step in managing coping skills is creating awareness. Mm-hmm. How do I feel? What am I feeling right now? Being able to name it. Yeah, being mm-hmm. able to name it. Naming feelings, naming emotions, maybe also being able to name why I feel this way. Mm-hmm. That is self-awareness. Yep. The next step is self-management. So this is how I feel, and this is what I'm going to do about it. Right. So I have some favorite coping skills that I use. What and are I your know- favorites, Erin? Oh, well, <laughs> so with elementary students, um, I love the deep breathing. So. Mm-hmm. I've been teaching this strategy a lot recently. We've been doing five-finger breathing. So tell us about five-finger breathing. What is that? You start at your pinky, Mm -hmm. and you use your other hand, your pointer finger, Mm -hmm. and you go up. And as you go up your pinky to the very top, you're breathing in. And as you go down, you're breathing out. Oh, okay. And you got to do it slow because fast breaths are not helpful, you know, when we're trying to calm down. Right. Um, And you go all the way to your pointer finger, and you could do your thumb if you want. Um, And it's just a nice, slow strategy to help that finger breathing is to help those big feeling moments. Um, It's quiet. Mm -hmm. It's Mm non-distracting. Students can do that. They can put their hands under the desk Mm -hmm. and they can do that and they can use it. Mm -hmm. And um, the kids really love that. You know what I call that? What? I'm looking. I know you can't see us out there, but I'm looking at how Erin is doing her fingers. And I taught that as roller coaster breathing. Oh. So it's like you ride up the roller coaster blow down on the the down so yeah okay i like that i might change the name of you it you might change the name okay <laughs> I, and yeah thinking about our kiddos you got to do what's working for them mm-hmm. so sometimes breathing is not the most fun strategy to use but it is something that really truly does help it helps children regulate so mm-hmm. we also do belly breathing mm-hmm. um and with the little kids you can get a little plushy mm-hmm. and you can get them to lay down on a yoga mat Obviously, they can't always do this in class, but when you're teaching the skill, you do want to do this. So they lay down and you lay down right beside them and you put a little plushie on their tummy Mm -hmm. and they, as they breathe in, the plushie moves up and as they breathe out, it goes down and (laughs) kindergarten through first, second, they love that. I'm sure. (laughs) It's such a fun way to teach and make sure they're breathing appropriately Mm -hmm. and we are getting those breaths in and out. So. Those are two of my favorite with breathing. That's so cute. I love those. So where I'm at over at the high school, um, I like to do uh, four, seven, eight. 
Um, okay. So you breathe in on four for four counts, you hold for seven, and then you exhale slowly for eight counts. And so doing that mindfully uh, will kind of help, you know, bring down some anxiety, kind of help gather your thoughts. So you're able to think about what's going to happen next. So as long as you, you know, be able to catch your breath, um, you do that for about three or four times. And then we can talk about what comes next or, or talk about the issue that got you worked up in the first place. So, And then um, this isn't really breathing per se, but when you're doing progressive relaxation, I mean, you've got to make sure that you're breathing slowly and mindfully as well. And so I like to start from the top of their head start all, and go all the way down to their toes. Mm-hmm. So I've got a pompazon chair in my office that they love to sit in. And so we'll I'll kind of guide them um, from the top of their head. They'll close their eyes um, and we'll just notice what we notice about the different sensations. Um, so we'll start from our head. We'll go to our neck, our shoulders. And I'll kind of mention if you're tense, make sure you kind of let your shoulders relax, mm-hmm. um, your arms, your elbows. What's going on with your hands? Are they flat? Are your fists balled up? Relax your fingers, um, your tummy. Sometimes we hold our, ourselves in um, tight with our, our um, stomach muscles. So relax those. Let the belly hang. It's okay. Um, mm-hmm. And then move down to your thighs, your knees, your legs. Um, ankles and then we'll work a lot of toes um, and kind of going through that slowly will help them kind of cope with whatever it is in the moment as well. I like that. Mm-hmm. So progressive muscle relaxation mm-hmm. is when you are tightening and releasing those yep. muscles yep. Yep. Um, and you're using it as a mindfulness technique as mm-hmm. well, mm-hmm. Um, creating that awareness for how your body is feeling. Yep. Parents can use progressive muscle relaxation before going to bed. If you have a child that is restless and is having a hard time going to bed, it's kind of like stretching. Mm-hmm. It actually helps you relax and rest, and it will make you sleepy. It really will. And that's a good thing. That's a good thing to be able to be in, t- in tune with your body mm-hmm. and be able to recognize how your body's feeling and then teach your body how to relax. Over at elementary, when I'm teaching progressive muscle relaxation, we do freezing and melting. Mm, yeah, There is, I think, a uh, Mind Yeti YouTube video that parents can use um, about freezing and melting. And freezing is when your muscles are tight. So we tighten up all of our muscles, everything, our fists, mm-hmm. our shoulders, everything. And that's when we're freezing. That's when we're in ice cube. And then... We go to melting, and that's when we release, mm-hmm. and that's when we're water. And that's a really fun way to teach that strategy. Can be helpful for kids that maybe are feeling even anger mm-hmm. because they get to clench the fists. Clenching fists is progressive muscle relaxation. Yeah. Good for you know angry kids that they're feeling like they've got to get some energy out. That will help. Clenching fists. Five seconds. Five, four, three, two, one. Release. Mm-hmm. Five, four. Three, two, one. I love progressive muscle relaxation. I do it. Mm-hmm. When I worked elementary um, years ago, we did that one a lot in my office. Just tightening up everything all at one time. Tight, 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 tight. And then release. Um, and it really, really made a difference as far as I'm being able to kind of calm down and then return to class and be okay. And we use it at elementary for relaxation or anger um, when the kids are feeling angry and frustrated um, is that the kind of things that you would use it for? Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. Yep. So, okay, so there's just another thing I do. If you notice, if you've ever been to my office, Aaron, I have bowls and bowls of candy. And people think it's just there, just to be there, just to have fun and get cavities, but it's not. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> Are you coping with food? I am. 
We're coping with food. Okay, now that can be healthy and that can be unhealthy. <laughs> it can, but this is good. It's good. So we, I have Starburst. Um, I'm going to get some mints as well, but right now I just have Starburst. Um, and I also can use Skittles. So just one at a time, okay? Um, and you put that uh, candy in your mouth and you don't immediately start to chew and all that kind of stuff. You just notice how it feels in your mouth or notice the smoothness of the Skittle. Um, then we slowly start to chew. Then we have to identify what tastes um, that we notice. Is it sweet? Is it sour? What do you notice that you, how do you chew? Are you chewing fast? You need to slow down. Then we swallow. Mm-hmm. So making sure that we're eating mindfully. You'll eat less that way too, um, even just with regular food. But doing that also um, gives a different different perspective. I have QR codes though on my candy. So it's not just... <laughs> I have QR codes on my candy. It, it will take them to an actual video on how to eat a Starburst mindfully. Okay. So I, either I can guide them through or they can QR code and follow that video and do it. So and that's like very that. helpful. Mm-hmm. Have you seen the um, mindful versus mindful? And one person is looking out and their mind is full and it's everything that's on their mind. Mm-hmm. And then the other person is looking out and they are mindful and they're thinking about the beach. Mm. Um, and that's kind of the difference is we want to be mindful. Yeah. And what you're talking about is the senses using the yep, five sensations. Yep. That is helpful. And that helps promote that mindfulness, being mm-hmm. aware. Yep. Um, and then managing. And then mindful is when we've got, we do this as adults, but we've got a hundred things on our mind. Yes. And we've got to get to the other hundred. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So what, what kind of things would you use mindful eating for? Anxiety. Okay. Um, Definitely we use it for anxiety. Um, Just kind of bring the mind back to focus on the here and now, not on what tomorrow, yesterday, or in a few minutes, just right now. What do you notice about right now? Um, so what are you tasting? What are you hearing? What do you smell right now? Um, just kind of grounding yourself. Yeah, so a grounding technique as mm-hmm. well. And grounding is focusing on the here and the now. Yes. Everyone's familiar with the five, four, three, two, one. So mm-hmm. five things you can see, the four things you can touch. Mm-hmm. What is it? Three you can smell, two here, and one taste. Yeah. Yep. That is a excellent technique. I, I definitely think it's overshared, but that doesn't mean that it's not helpful. It's effective. It is. Yeah. I've I've used it before in, mm-hmm. in anxious moments. And a lot of these techniques are, are you can apply for every age, but you've got to find what the kids are interested in. Mm-hmm. Um, so earlier we were talking about breathing. Mm-hmm. And I have a lot of Mario fans out there. And we do some <laughs> box breathing with those little Mario Oh, I'm not going to remember what they're called, but the little question marks that the little Mario hits, and then there's like a little oh, reward yeah, the, yeah, that they the get. Ding, 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 and then it goes. Yes. Okay, okay. And you can <laughs> you can practice with those, and you can do the box breathing where you go up, I and like you're breathing that. in, and then you go around, and you do the full four corners. Four corners, uh-huh. And then yeah. you breathe in and out at mm-hmm. each corner. Yep. They love that. Yeah, they do. Because it applies to them, and sometimes you're going to be teaching a skill, and that's not going to be what your kiddo loves. So finding the interest is really important. It is. And then running with that. Mm-hmm. I recently realized with some of my kids, they're loving the little spots of emotion mm-hmm. um, because they're getting to play with those little, um, their little plushies. And for some reason, I can teach the skill. But if I am teaching the plushie and we are practicing with the plushie, they get so excited, they're so excited and right? they're going to practice. Mm-hmm. So they're going to remember. It is about the interest mm-hmm. and um, what works for your child 
And you said something earlier. You said, you know, this may work sometimes, but then it doesn't work others. Right. So there's a resource I use um, on liftyourvoice.org. And we'll put that link down in our show notes. But I use this website in my practice because it teaches, it discusses about what do you need? Um, because in the moment, you may not need to breathe. You may need to do something else. So the first thing they talk about is, was four, four top things. And so one of them is, is, do you need to release an emotion right now? Do you need to make your emotions visible or concrete right now? Do you feel like you need to gain control? Do you feel like you're out of control? You want to gain control? Do you want to stop feeling or do you want to feel something? So the first thing you have to identify, and that comes along with being more self-aware mm-hmm. of how you're feeling. So you identify how you're feeling and then say, okay, what do I need? Do I need to gain control? Do I need to release? So the first one they talk about on the site is to release emotions. So there's physical and non-physical. So physical release would be, you know, like punching your pillow or going for a jog, exercise, those type things. Screaming. Um, screaming, right. And then non-physical would be, you know, talking to a friend, creating art, listening to music. Those type of things will help you kind of release if that's what you need. Notice breathing is not in there. Mm-hmm. So if you're at a point in your life where you're, you know, have this heightened emotion and you need to release and then you decide that you're going to breathe, it probably won't work. Because that's not what you need right then. Um, The next one, it says to make emotions visible or concrete. So if if this is what you need, you want to try to draw, paint, scribble. I had students at uh, my last school. I would have them color a piece of paper, just a blank, you know, computer paper with like blue or yellow, green, those kind of colors. And they're, you know, why am I coloring this paper? I want you to color it. So they start to color. And I want you to color until you can't see any more white spots. Okay, and Mm -hmm. so that is what brings in that mindfulness where they're trying to focus on getting every spot on that paper, the blue or the green or the color um, that they that they chose. And so that brings in mindfulness and it makes it visible. And another one on the site, it says to gain control. So if you're feeling like you've, you know, anxious and you're just out of control or you haven't planned or something like that, if you want to gain control, making a list, cleaning, organizing. Mm -hmm. I've had students come. That's me. (laughs) Is it? Me too. (laughs) Me too. Uh, my family knows if I get to clean and leave me alone, I need a minute. Um, but I've had students come um, in my office and like reorganize my candy jars, or organize my fidget containers, organize my snack table. And then when they get done, they feel better because they needed that sense of control. Mm-hmm. Okay. The next one they talk about is to stop feeling. So this is the one where you can do your deep breathing and your focusing. You can watch a movie, play a game, read a book, listen to music. If you want to stop feeling to feel something. Um, this is where you do like your progressive relaxation where you want to tense those muscles so you can feel it and then release holding the ice cube. Now I don't have ice in my office, but I do have ice packs. And I've used nice. that for students where they pop that ice pack and they hold it until they notice that sensation until they can't take it anymore um, and then release. And that kind of helps with urges because I have uh, some students that are struggling with addiction. Um, and so they get those urges at school. So they come and they'll do that ice pack let that urge and that sensation pass and then go back to class. So, yeah, That's so I amazing. really like, I like this site and I use it, you know, in my practice at the high school. So, and it's co- again, it's called liftervoice.org and we'll have it in our show notes. I'm yeah. going to start using that as well. I love mm-hmm. the one that you talked about, the coloring. Yes. That's a mindfulness strategy. Mm-hmm. What about positive self-talk? Absolutely. Is, yes. That's a coping skill that is really important when you have students um, or your child is making statements about them not feeling good enough, mm-hmm. or I'm dumb, mm-hmm. I'm stupid, I can't do this. Yes. 
Um, we've got to change that mindset. We do. Of course, there's growth mindset. And sometimes that's, I can't do this yet. Right. Because sometimes they don't know how to do what's in front of them. But when we're talking about positive self-talk, we've got to change the narrative of our brain. Pathways are created in our brain. Every time we think a thought, um, there's a pathway. Mm -hmm. So negative thoughts create a pathway, and this creates a pattern of thoughts. Mm -hmm. Positive thoughts can do the exact same thing. They can, yeah. If we have that negative thought and we keep thinking it, it's more likely that we'll continue to think those things. So we've got to say positive things to ourselves. Positive but true. Right. Because right. sometimes we can say, I'm dumb, and then change that statement, something that applies. I'm not dumb. I'm the smartest person in my class. Well, that might not be true. <laughs> right, right. You may not be the smartest person in your class, but let's let's focus in on what you are good at. Mm -hmm. Instead of, I'm dumb, I'm not dumb. I'm smart. I do well in science. Right. right. Or, you know, I made a really good grade here. Or I'm working hard, something that is applicable. Mm -hmm. Instead of, you know, I'm ugly, you don't want to say I'm the prettiest person. Um, first, <laughs> that may came, come across a little bit differently than we intend, but focusing on a feature that we like about ourselves. I love my eyes. Um, I have the best ears. Do you? They're awesome. <laughs> So focusing in on our focusing in on the positive qualities, and that's the things that we need to um, focus on. Yeah, I've heard a lot in teaching and education. For every one negative that a teacher gives, they need to give five positive. Yep. But how many times do we actually do that for ourselves as parents? The kids are watching us. We're modeling that behavior. Right. If we hate something about ourselves and we say that out loud the kids notice yes they, they pick it up they, they do, do and they model it practicing those five positive for every one negative is so important and that's definitely a coping skill mm -hmm. coping skills are not going to fix the problem so they are for the moment big feeling moments when we've got to get back to whatever we're doing and at school that's getting back to class mm -hmm. focusing on getting back to class so if and I mentioned this earlier, but if we have some issues that we need to work through, coping skills don't fix that. They don't. But we've got to do something to handle ourselves, to help us get back to regulated, mm -hmm. to help us control. Because um, sometimes the time and the place to deal with those issues is not here, not now. There's going to be some coping skills that you learn, mm -hmm. but if they're not preferred, they're not going to work. And then also every coping skill doesn't work for every moment. Right. There's also a tab on this page, too. I, I just love this site. It's called 99 Coping Skills. And yep. so what I'll do is print that out and say, OK, take a look at this sheet. Um, just go through circle, star, highlight, whatever you want to do on things you think might interest you. And then that way we can put that in your little toolbox um, and we can try it. It yes. may work. It may not. But you'll have a variety of things to choose from um, where it's just like, well, all I know is to breathe. Well, that's it. That's not enough. You know, so we want to make sure we have ample tools yes. um, in our toolbox. So if we need a hammer, we got it. If we need a, a screwdriver, we've got that, too. So coping skills for kids also has checklists. Yes. And it's based on um, kind of what you were describing earlier, like physical, sensory, some different tools for each category. Mm -hmm. And you can go through and they actually have a checklist. And mm -hmm. I go through it with my kiddos and we check the ones that we like. We star the ones yep. that we want to try. That's awesome. And we put an X on the ones that we know is not going to work. Yeah. 
Um, And that gives me a better idea of what skills they already have, what skills we need to teach, and then what skills I absolutely do not need to try and attempt. And that that is Mm self-awareness and it's self-management. It is. I want to end this episode with a thought that I have. Mm -hmm. I've been thinking about my toddler and he is having these big, big feelings and I'm trying to teach the Mm -hmm. deep breathing, (laughs) but he doesn't have the language to tell me what he wants or what he needs or when he's angry. Right. I know that you've had toddlers. Yes, and it's, two of them. <laughs> yes, it's the same thing where we feel so frustrated because we want them, we want to know how they feel, and then we want to help them manage those feelings and emotions. Yeah. And it's the same thing with our kiddos as they get older, teaching the language where they can express how they feel. Mm-hmm. And then teaching them how to manage the feelings. And that's what coping skills is about. That's I like that, Erin. <laughs> thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next time. The Pep Talks podcast is brought to you by Arlington Community Schools.